Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is uh, hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. I hope you had a uh, glorious weekend and... Uh, Enjoyed uh, enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed uh, watching a lot of football. That was uh, that was pretty darn cool. Uh, on the show today, pretty cool. Next hour, Dave Rubin, host of the uh, the Rubin Report, has also written a book called uh, "Don't Burn This Country." He's really excellent. I really really enjoy uh, Dave Rubin. He's got some amazing insights, and uh, we'll talk to him about all the stuff that we are discussing uh, this morning. Just real quick, it's, it's interesting. Delta passengers revealed the terror of a tarmac on the tarmac as a Boeing 737 slammed on its brakes 115 miles per hour during takeoff to avoid hitting a rogue American Airlines plane crossing the runway. This happened uh, Friday uh, in New York at New York City's uh, JFK Airport. An air traffic controller noticed that the American Airlines flight to the U.K. crossed from an adjacent runway right in front of a departing plane, and they came this close to uh, a horrific accident. Um, who knows? I mean, right, accidents happen, right? Yeah, accidents do happen. Um, but uh, most accidents don't cause the death of hundreds of people, uh, particularly when we have a director of uh, transportation, a transportation secretary, who knows nothing about transportation at all, has no experience at all in the transportation secretary you uh, may recall that uh, uh pete Buttigieg did some amazing things or has done some amazing things including uh using inclusive language and environmental justice over tech issues that uh, led to a massive system outage that just a week ago uh caused every flight in america to be grounded for the very first time since 9 11. but it's kind of weird because also late last week after that happened I don't know if you knew this, but uh, they reported that there was one single engineer who brought America to its knees. The FAA flight grounding debacle that stranded tens of thousands for hours was caused by one employee who replaced the wrong file. That's what they're, that's what they're saying. Yeah, an engineer replaced one file with another. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You bet. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, one engineer replaced. Listen, if you could stop every flight in America because you replaced one file with another as one employee, we are in some deep you-know-what. We are in some really, really deep you-know-what. So uh, this, this engineer didn't realize the mistake was being made and ultimately causing the system to show problems and fail. The uh, culprit engineer has yet to be uh, identified, and I think it's because he doesn't exist. I think that's, that's probably the main reason why the engineer who caused all of this has not been announced. But don't worry, Pete Boot Edge Edge can still run for president. Oh, wow. Did I let that slip out? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're protecting him. Because their field is so terrible. Their, uh, their uh, contenders for president are so terrible. And ours are plentiful. Beginning with... Donald Trump. No visitor logs exist for Joe Biden's Wilmington home. Yeah. No visitor logs, apparently. While it's a common practice to keep comprehensive visitor logs at the White House, Biden's lawyer says no such records exist for his home in Delaware. But uh, apparently Republicans still want them, want to try to find them. And it's kind of funny because you got a president of the United States who puts a, an early lid on every single day. You know, like Some days he has nothing on his calendar. And... 50% of the time, he leaves town and goes to Delaware on the weekends, for long weekends. Some people would say, maybe, could be doing business at his home. You know, I'm just, you know, it's an opinion. It's just an opinion. I don't know. Maybe he's doing some work at home. And then there's this. Hunter Biden recorded monthly rent payments of $49,910 while living at Joe Biden's residence, according to a document unearthed by New York Times reporter Miranda Devine. Now, what is $50,000 a month as a mortgage? Let me hold on a second. Let me figure this out. Because my mortgage is under $2,000. And, uh, you know, we got a little 1,800-square-footer down here in lovely Olathe, Kansas. And uh, I'm thinking... A fifty thousand. Hold on, let me let me Google this here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Let me try this shit here. Uh, what kind? Hold on, I'm going to Google this real quick because I don't have the calculator right in front of me here. Hold on, here we go. Um, what kind of payment? No, hold on a second. Let me see. Uh, what kind of loan? No, that's not it. Hold on a second. Hold on. What kind of mortgage would a fifty thousand dollar per month payment be? Let's look that up. How expensive do you suppose the house is? It doesn't show up, but it's got to be pretty heavy duty because my little mortgage is like $2,000. And that's like, uh, that's a heck of a lot for rent. Well, let's put it that way. You got to be, that's some serious coin to pay for rent. And uh, honestly, you're paying rent. Uh, why haven't you just bought a house for half of that? Because you're still going to a giant house. But anyway, Hunter listed his rental tenancy from March 2017 to February 2018, and he paid he paid $50,000. This is great. This is great. It should be noted that Joe Biden's 2017 tax return schedule E only lists $19,800 in rents received. 2018, Biden listed no rents. It's almost, you know, in any other country like Ukraine or something, this would be like considered maybe a way to launder some money i'm just saying you know you know i i'm not saying this in that you know just i'm just saying what other people might say oversight committee chair james comer believes many of hunter's suspicious wire transfers flagged by u.s banks involve a wasco pc comer is investigating the biden family business for wire fraud and has requested hunter's personal wealth manager turn over suspicious bank records connected to the biden family business schemes 
For years, wire uh, transfers have been the tool of choice for money launderers. Huh? What? To mitigate the risks uh, to the financial institution, suspicious wire transfers over $10,000 are flagged for review. Wire transactions involving more than $10,000 uh, are also to be reported by the Internal Revenue Service. And oddly enough, uh, there are hundreds of flagged transfers and uh, suspicious activity on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's uh, banking material that have been avoided by the feds. Moreover, international wire payments, such as those to, uh, to James and Hunter Biden, are monitored by the Office of Foreign Assets Control to ensure the money is not part of a corrupt business scheme. But you see, you don't need to worry about that when you got the DOJ in your pants. It just kind of happens that way. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know that uh, we are not in a uh, recession? I don't know if you knew that. We are not in a recession. Last year, we had two quarters of negative growth. That is the textbook uh, definition of a recession, and the mainstream media said that isn't a recession. For the first time ever, they said it's not a recession. But it looks like we're going to have one this year. A recession, that is what we're in. A big one. No one can deny the White House. Is a tempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. That's a recession. Generally. And it's always been time to face the music, Joe. Just deny it. You see, it's still a recession by any other name. Biden's denial is late. <laughs> a recession, that is what we've got. Joe and Janet yelling are lying a lot. A recession by any other name. La la la, la la. That's uh, Jim Gossett, by the way. Uh, Jim had a live show in Atlanta this weekend. I heard it was really good. Average American family is spending $72 a month more just on food due to inflation, as experts predict a recession in 2023. I need to go through all the prices for all the stuff. that I've been buying all the groceries in my family by our entire, as long as I've been with my wife. I do all the grocery shopping. I don't know. I like to do it. It's kind of uh, being a provider, hunter and gatherer, whatever the hell. I just, I enjoy it. And I know that chicken breast used to be $1.88 a pound. Every Walmart, every Every Sam's Club before Joe Biden was a president. Now, if you're lucky, 289. So that would be a 50% increase, about the same amount as how much gas has increased was since Joe Biden has become the president. It's down to just 50% more than it used to be. So um, it looks like Moody's Analytics shows that family spending $72 a month more on food. That's a big deal when you're only making 24 grand or, or 30 grand. Which means you're bringing home about 450, maybe 485 every week, two weeks, I should say. The figure has fallen since its peak in June. Household items like eggs have spiked in price as much as 60 percent in the last year. Uh, utilities have gone up uh, by more than 47 dollars. Entertainment's gone up by 15 dollars a month. Yeah. So uh, you know, we are in that. Economists are warning that Americans a severe recession is coming. Now, I talked to a lot of people this weekend. I went out and about, and I went to my old car dealership where I used to work, and, and I talked to a lot of people. I went to the cigar shop, a uh, wonderful little cigar shop near me, and, uh, and sat and spoke to folks, uh, you know, people, a guy who was in uh, finance, another guy, was, he, he's a fabricator and all this, and uh, they see it. They know what's happening. They know that things aren't good. Uh, Lakshman uh, Kutan and Inervan Baneri, 
Nailed it. Co-founders of the Economic Cycle Research Institute warn a recession is on the horizon. They wrote an op-ed for CNN that the U.S. economy is uh, following a similar trajectory to the months leading up to the Great Recession. They also say the Biden administration's efforts to quash an economic downturn came too late. Now, that and also the the, uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act was a total sham. I just threw that in there. The Economic Cycle Research Institute's been predicting a recession since last spring, because that's when it started. Yeah. And uh, these two people say that the prediction has not changed despite the Federal Reserve's efforts to raise interest rates. But this is all what Democrats do. They, uh, they, they overspend, they create uh, massive inflation, and then uh, they, they use the Fed to raise interest rates to, you know, uh, mess with the economy and slow it down and bring down inflation. And they just make things uh, worse, a whole lot worse. See, the best thing to do is, I don't know, maybe cut uh, regulations and taxes and let business do what they do. That's uh, how Donald Trump did it, and that's why he was so successful. That's how he's so successful. But uh, economists are saying that uh, our recession forecasts haven't wavered. We should all be prepared. Right now, uh, we have had uh, slightly declining inflation rates. And as I mentioned uh, last week, I said uh, when, when inflation had dropped to 7.1% in November, it means that uh, Joe Biden has successfully slowed the inflation rate to only uh, 600% more than it was when Donald Trump was the president. So kudos. If you're a Democrat, I guess that is a success. Now, coming up. I've got uh, some amazing news about COVID and the COVID vaccine and a Washington Post influential public health expert, a devoted Democrat and leftist, says that COVID deaths have been wildly overcounted. Something I have been saying for a couple of years now. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. A lot of malfeasance going on in the country, and you've known it all along. You've known it all along. How many times you've been played or not. You haven't been played. I haven't been played. But a lot of people have been played about, uh, you know, the government, uh, the FBI, the uh, the DOJ, the deep state, uh, the double standard with regard to the Justice Department, uh, the election of 2020, Hunter Biden's laptop, and go on and on and on. Uh, well, you all know that we are uh, right now in the, we have the most corrupt government that, that I think the founders would have, could have ever even dreamed of. How ungodly corrupt that uh, our government has, has become. And, and I like to say that some of the abuses and usurpations that we have suffered, like, for instance, uh, the DOJ being weaponized against American citizens to go after parents who opposed CRT and things like that, uh, the abuses and usurpations of this federal government right now is uh, is worse than the founders could have ever envisioned, and it makes their grievances against the British crown pale by comparison. And uh, you want to argue with me? Bring it, you know, because honestly, uh, I know. I know it is. Look at the nonsense. Look at the BS. Majority of U.S. voters would prefer that President Joe Biden do uh, more of what Congress wants. Yeah. While a plurality thinks the new Congress will do better than the past two years. 
Well, that's kind of uh, soon after the most successful midterms uh, the Democrats have had since John Kennedy. How's that possible? How is that possible? Yeah. Basically, uh, the American people are saying that uh, now that Republicans are in charge, they'd rather have them in control of, uh, of uh, the, the strings of power than Joe Biden. It's like maybe what the Republicans are standing for is resonating with the American people, even Democrats. It's kind of funny, kind of funny that way. When COVID started, I questioned our reaction to it from day one. And the reason being is I thought the whole reaction, the shutdowns, all of this was certainly unprecedented in American history and completely unwarranted. And I said that I believe that 2020 happened because it was 2020. The COVID being overplayed to uh, restrict people's freedoms, to bewilder, confuse, change election laws in states, particularly five battleground states. Uh, There were a number of reasons why COVID was weaponized. The summer of 2020, Antifa, uh, they burned American cities. That's another thing that happened in 2020. And I said it was all, I just, uh, I was suspicious of it from day one. I was selling cars at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And I remember the first couple of weeks of COVID, everybody was terrified. If somebody had sniffles, you'd send them home from work. It's go home. You could kill everybody, right? I, I was at the grocery store one time. This woman, I'm not kidding. I literally coughed. And she looked at me and goes, you coughed like that would mean I have this virus that's going to kill everybody. It was, it was that stupid, by the way. And I said, yeah, I coughed. I, I have a little acid reflux. Occasionally I do a <laughs> like that. And it's none of your damn business. Then I was at a grocery store one time, this couple standing in front of me. And literally, this jackweed wearing a surgical mask that we were required to wear, which is about as effective to prevent the spread of COVID as uh, wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. This jackweed standing for, you're within six feet of me. And so what I did was I just uh, stepped back one foot and I said, there, you're safe. I'm at six feet now. You'll live. Oh, wait a minute. And then I stepped one foot closer. I says, oh, my God, now everybody's going to die. And people laughed at that because they realized that I had uh, made a fool of this person. And, you know, and every night after I'd go, I would I would get off work, be exhausted. Go home after a long day at 8 p.m. at the car dealership. Go home and do, uh, you know, all the prep for the podcast, which I would record, you know, before I went to bed at midnight or 1. But anyway, i drive by the hospital. It's the biggest hospital in Johnson County, Kansas. And I would drive by just to see the packed parking lot with all of the people who were there dying of COVID. And every night, there was nothing. And every night, I would take pictures and post it on social media. And that's when all my friends in Maryland, all of my liberal friends, decided to unfriend me. They couldn't believe that I had the audacity to deny the most deadly virus in the history of mankind. But nothing added up. Nothing added up. Why are there no body pits outside of Walmart? Walmart stayed open. Why were the lives of liquor store employees, uh, you know, why were they uh, expendable when, uh, you know, uh, school teachers were not? Why? Why? It was all nonsense. It was all 
BS. Nonsense. And now the Washington Post, uh, apparently, uh, they are saying, Lena Lena Wynn, remember Lena Wynn? Remember, she was all over the, uh, she was a CNN medical analyst and all that sort of stuff. Well, it turns out she's saying that uh, uh, COVID deaths were wildly overcounted. And this is something I said uh, going on two years ago. I said uh, just because you died with COVID doesn't mean you died of COVID, and there's no way one million people died of COVID. I know, I know, and I got banned on Twitter and everything. And I got banned on Facebook and YouTube, and maybe you did too, even though you, turns out you were telling the truth. I've got the details on this coming up. Your call's welcome, 800-922-6680. It's a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. I am uh, terrible with numbers. It's it's weird. Uh, my son just started uh, work out of college at a major accounting firm, like a big. I mean, you'd know this name of this company, right? And, and I could ask him, but he's still uh, he's still sleeping. Uh, <laughs> this is day off, and he's he's staying with us until April. After he graduated from college, we we wanted him to come home and. And, uh, you know, he got kind of hosed uh, out of two years of his college because of the stupidity with regard to COVID. Uh, but I would ask him, uh, Joe Biden um, got uh, $50,000 a month rent from Hunter Biden to, to, to live at his uh, Delaware house, apparently, for a year. 50000 a month. Now, I, I, maybe, I'm, maybe you can help me out if you're a mortgage broker or you know more about this. But I estimated that a $50,000 monthly payment would buy you about a fifteen to eighteen million dollar house. Why would the why would Hunter Biden pay fifty thousand dollars a month to live by himself in his dad's house, the big guy's house, who, according to his by his uh, his laptop, uh, Joe Biden got ten percent. Uh, the big guy. Of all the financial dealings the Bidens had with China and all that, uh, Joe Biden got 10%. And this kind of makes you wonder if maybe they were just using rent as an excuse to give dad his 10%. Eh, I'm just thinking out loud here. Just thinking out loud. Here's what celebrities had to say about you if you didn't take the vaccine uh, last year. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. Wait a minute. That was Lena Wynn. That person right there was Lena Wynn, who is now saying that uh, uh, COVID-19's uh, deaths are wildly over-exaggerated. Here, let's hear her again. Shaming them. Because, frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. So there you go. That's her. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. No mask, get out! Don't wear a mask or get off. Yeah, man, we we went through a lot of COVID, didn't we? February 2020, first American died of COVID-19. Since then, there have been 1,095,149 COVID deaths in the United States. Joe Biden, in the beginning of his presidency, they had a massive candlelight vigil along the reflecting pond right as uh, Donald Trump was leaving office because, you know, 400,000 people had died. Why haven't we had a candlelight vigil since then? Why isn't there a big memorial for the million people who've died of COVID? Maybe it's because they didn't all die of COVID. 
Yeah, yeah. Prominent public health official, Lena Wynn, an emergency room physician, CNN medical analyst, Washington Post contributor, professor of health policy and management at George Washington University. Yeah. Rose to fame during the COVID-19 pandemic. The medical pundit made a name for herself by preaching hardline proposals such as permitting uh, unvaccinated, uh, not permitting unvaccinated Americans to travel. She said that. September 2021, she proposed that anyone not vaccinated for COVID-19 should be barred from interstate travel. Business should not, uh, businesses should not serve the unvaccinated. Call for mandating every American over age 12 to be vaccinated and require uh, U.S. Uh, residents have a national proof of vaccination. At the same time, she demonized unvaccinated Americans, comparing them to drunk drivers. October 2020, Wynn demanded a national mask mandate, declared masks work. They are the single most effective intervention uh, we have to stop the tidal wave of COVID-19. Advocated for universal mask mandates, even championed wearing two masks at the same time. Everyone should be wearing at least three-ply surgical mask. That's what she said. Cloth masks are a little more than facial decoration, she said, uh, in December 2021, completely reversed herself. There's no place for them in the light of Omicron. She uh, penned an opinion piece in the Washington Post said, uh, we are, this is currently, we are overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations, and that's a problem. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, she says, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we've been overcounting those COVID deaths. I knew that from the beginning. Yeah. In the article, Wynn asked uh, uh, a question that conservatives have been asking since the beginning of the pandemic. But are these Americans dying from COVID or with COVID? Understanding this distinction is crucial to putting the continuing toll of the coronavirus into perspective. Determining how likely an infection would result in hospitalization or death helps people weigh their own risk. It's kind of interesting uh, because hospitals... And counties and municipalities all got a bleep ton of money when somebody was uh, diagnosed with COVID. Did you know that? Yeah, I made a lot of money. Woo-wee. It was big. It was big. Yeah. Kind of weird. It's like people went to the hospital, didn't even have, uh, you know, that were something completely different, and they were diagnosed with COVID, and the hospitals got all sorts of money for it. And and, and uh, counties and, and municipalities got money for COVID on a death certificate. Yeah. Robert uh, Drettler, attending physician at Emory Decatur Hospital, and the former president of Georgia's chapter of Infectious Diseases Society of America estimates that 90% of the patients at his hospital diagnosed with COVID were actually in the hospital for another illness. Why did New York not need the ventilators? Why did New York and, and was it San Francisco or L.A., why didn't they need the hospital ships? Why didn't New York need the, the, the hospital that was set up in Central Park? Why didn't they need any of that? It's maybe because you were lied to. 
Dreadler said, since every hospital patient gets tested for COVID, many, many are incidentally positive. People who have very low white blood cell counts from chemotherapy might be admitted because of bacterial pneumonia or foot gangrene. They may also have COVID, but COVID is not the main reason why they're so sick. A gunshot victim or someone who had a heart attack, for example, could test positive for COVID virus, but the infection has no bearing on why they sought medical care. If these patients die, COVID might get added to their death certificate, along with other diagnoses. I have a friend whose father's death was taken from him. On the death certificate of my friend's father, it said he died of COVID, and my friend says he was never tested. But the coronavirus, this is uh, this is uh, Lena Wynn. If these patients die, COVID might be added to the death certificate, but the coronavirus was not the primary contributor to the death and often played no role at all. <laughs> oh, my God in heaven. 60-year-old Palm Beach County man died in July of 2020 from a gunshot wound, was categorized as a COVID-19 death. Yeah. Same month, a man in his 20s listed a COVID-19 death despite dying in a motorcycle crash. November 2020, 51-year-old Croatian man died after falling off a 10-foot ladder listed as a COVID-19 fatality. It's almost like people were getting paid lots of government money to put COVID on death certificates. Huh. Senior editor Daniel Horowitz expressed, uh, exposed how COVID-19 deaths were overcounted in, in Maricopa County, Arizona. The CDC previously admitted only a small percentage of COVID-19 deaths were solely from coronavirus. For the 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. For deaths with no conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19 on average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes of death. Overcounting COVID deaths undermines people's sense of security and efficacy of vaccines. And then there's this. The FDC and CDC vaccine experts now claim that they are outraged at the government and Moderna for allegedly hiding key data about updated booster effectiveness. Yeah, I said this last week. Apparently, Moderna came up with this new uh, this new booster, and it hadn't been tested on humans at the time, only mice. And they said that it was more effective than the previous booster, but it wasn't. It was worse. But they got a $5 billion contract from the United States government. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird how that happens. Here's Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, reliably left-of-center comedian, comedian, after she got her booster. Here's what happened to her. Okay, so I got my second shot of Moderna today, and I feel really sick, and it's only been four hours, and I'm deaf in one ear. I remember when I got a tetanus shot, my arm hurt for a couple days. I didn't go deaf in one ear, though. Does anyone, did anyone else? I thought I was going to get sick tomorrow, but I feel sick. Did this happen to other people? Please tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Here's uh, Senator Ron Johnson talking about uh, uh, being uh, being misled about the vaccines. Listen, we all wanted these vaccines to end the pandemic. They didn't. They were not as effective and certainly not as safe as we all hoped and prayed. They don't prevent infection. They don't prevent transmission. But nobody will admit they were wrong because the body count is way too high. They sabotage early treatment. They completely mishandled the uh, uh, the pandemic. They steered you toward a vaccine, and they did that for over a year before they even suggested a prophylaxis. And the only prophylaxis was from a, one of the companies that had already been providing. I think it was it was Moderna or Merck uh, that got the first uh, approved prophylaxis when the world was using hydroxychloroquine, and uh, the United States media was saying no to that. 
I took hydroxychloroquine, and I thought it was very effective. I had COVID. I didn't get the vaccine because I had a heart attack when I was 32 years old. Caused my strep throat. I didn't want to take that uh, that chance because I had heard a lot of rumors. And when you combine that with a over the weekend 25 year old uh, Pitt University of Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh pharma student died suddenly from an unknown cause. Dr. Lindsay Ann Heck, 25, died suddenly. Uh, she got her doctorate of pharmacy. She died here last week. A former American Idol contestant died suddenly at 31 years old. C.J. Harris suffered an apparent heart attack in his hometown of Jasper, Alabama, pronounced dead. I don't know. It could be. Could be related to the problems with the vaccine. Oh, and then the U.S., uh, it looks like safety monitoring system that the U.S. drug major Pfizer and German partner BioNTech's outdated COVID-19 shot could be linked to a type of uh, brain stroke in older adults, according to preliminary data analyzed by U.S. health authorities. They're still investigating this. Apparently, uh, the... the, uh, Pfizer BioNTech uh, bivalent shot um, may have caused uh, what's called an ischemic stroke, also known as a brain ischemia, uh, by blockages and arteries that carry blood to the brain. This all the time while you were told that you could not say a thing about any kind of treatment of COVID. You couldn't say anything bad about the vaccine. You couldn't say anything bad about the government's response to it. You could not have an opinion on hydroxychloroquine or any of the other prophylaxis that proved to be quite uh, effective in countries like Africa and India. And it was all directed by the government, the deep state. I told you, and I'll tell you, well, you know what was trending? It's been trending the last couple of weeks on Twitter, on and off, Nuremberg 2. <laughs> I've been saying, when this is all over, we need to have a Nuremberg trial for the uh, bullcrap that uh, the, the world and our government put us through with regard to COVID. Let's go to Mike in uh, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Rob. I called uh, to tell you two things. One, uh Great program. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, secondly, I wanted to talk about COVID. Uh, I got uh, hoodwinked, I believe. I think I was lied to by the government. Uh, I got so frightened. Uh, April of 2021, I got my first shot. Uh, May of 2021, I got my booster. Got uh, very sick uh, for 48 hours. Uh, and then I got... Uh, no, excuse me, that May of 2021 was my second shot. My booster was August of 2021, and I got sick again, too, uh, for 48 hours. So I, uh, But I haven't gotten any shots since August of 2021. I've never caught COVID. Uh, and uh, I... Uh, again, when you, got, when you got the booster, what did you experience? Real quick, what were the symptoms? Uh, fever, uh, uh, body aches, uh, <sighs> I I can't remember because it was over a year ago, but I I just felt very, very sick. Very, I was in a lot of pain. Mike, you know, first of all, um, you uh, you bear no blame in any of this. You trusted people to tell you the truth about it. Do I think that uh, COVID vaccine is a ticking time bomb for every American? No, no, I don't. I think these uh, these incidents are rare, but because you've been lied to about them, it's uh, it, it puts into question everything that the government, the CDC, the DH, uh, the DH, the HHS, uh, Pfizer, and Moderna have said. We've got to investigate all this stuff. I, I hope you're doing well. 
well, Mike, and, and I do appreciate your uh, your comments on this. I'm because doing, Rob, can I tell yeah. you something real quick? Oh, go, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Rob. Yeah, I was going to tell you that I liked uh, the recession song by Jim uh, Gossett. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, God bless you, bro. Happy New Year. Uh, You know, we're going to get through all of this, and some people are going to pay for their malfeasance. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Because the body count is way too high. They sabotaged early treatment. They completely mishandled the... uh, uh, the pandemic response, we shut down schools, Sweden didn't, not a child in Sweden died. Uh, you actually have lower infection rates uh, when you're around kids, we're starting to find out. So, I mean, through, through the hubris, uh, th- through just the arrogance of people like Fauci and people that uh, uh, were in charge of our response, we completely mishandled this. And no- nobody at this point in time will admit they're wrong. And quite honestly, uh, people who, who got the, the vaccine also don't really want to know that uh, there may be some real issues here. So we are in a complete state of denial. Uh, but people have to start facing reality, and that starts with the federal health officials, which they are not doing. I've written close to 50 oversight letters. And I've basically gotten the back in the hand of uh, people like uh, Walensky and, and other federal health officials. Uh, transparency, honesty has to begin uh, sooner rather than later. And the government used a crisis that I believe was uh, uh, inflated artificially to control, command, and direct your tax money, among other things. This is even old Bill Maher. This is Bill Maher talking about the uh, the things that happened to us during COVID, the government did to us during COVID, and you couldn't say anything about it. You could not only say anything about it, uh, uh, you know, uh, on social media, uh, the government wouldn't listen to you either. Uh, here's just a few cases. The pandemic erased two decades of progress in math and reading. See, right away, I got to say, this pisses me off. I see these headlines all the time. The pandemic didn't do that. The way we handled the pandemic uh. did that. The pandemic was certainly was a thing. But let's not just say the pandemic, because it was not written in stone that we had to handle it the way we did. Uh, act scores are the lowest in 30 years. Um, anxiety and depression way up. The body mass index uh, increase doubled for kids 2 to 19. Drug overdose, overdose deaths. Murders way up. In- Cutting and, and suicide attempts up 300% in high school girls. Inflation at a 40-year high. Domestic violence increased. Um, oh, and my favorite, car crashes. They couldn't figure this out. Like, way, way, way up. Why that, is that, Bill? Finally, the ex- I love this. This is the, the expert said. You know what it is? People just went f***ing mental. Yeah. And you know what? The same thing happened after 9-11. Uh, the same thing happened after 9-11. People started going insane on flights and, and going to reach for the uh, exit doors and all that because they'd been driven insane by fear. Terrified that anybody on the plane could grab a box cutter and take the damn plane down. Remember that? Do you remember that? All the people got freaked out. That's what fear does to you. I got two kids who are suffering the shrapnel of COVID nonsense, school closing, shutdowns, mandatory vaccines, and I can go on and on. And conveniently, the government said that because it's an emergency, you can't sue the drug companies. They're not liable. We can, the CDC can pass a vaccine booster that's only been tested on animals because of emergency youth authorization. And Joe Biden continued the COVID emergency just two weeks ago. Yeah. Un- 
unbelievable. And it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Coming up, uh, I'm going to talk about the erasure of women in our country. And it's getting very real. And women should be, to be quite honest, really pissed about it. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Dave Rubin joins us at the bottom of the hour. I greatly appreciate Dave Rubin. I really love uh, his writing, his commentary, his videos. He's awesome. Uh, just go ahead and uh, check out Rubin Report. He's got a thing called a Rubin Report, and he's going to uh, talk to us at the bottom of the hour about uh, a variety of things. COVID, uh, the, <laughs> the Biden classified documents, Hunter's baby mama, Miss Universe. That was good. The Miss Universe contest is now for women. It's all about women. At least that's what the transgendered uh, owner of the pageant is now saying. Uh, and the gas stoves, Twitter gate, all sorts of stuff coming up at the bottom of the hour with uh, Dave Rubin. We're also going to get into how women are being erased in this country and how women should be mad. But first, this is our new uh, theme song about uh, classified documents at Joe Biden's house where Hunter Biden paid $50,000 a month rent. Yeah. This is Jim Gossett. Obama sick of Joe Biden. Time for him to go. He's lost his usefulness. I got plans for my lady. So I set up Joe. What? Two months after the midterms, the FBI got a call. (laughs) In a garage by his Corvette. Yeah. You're going to find a big hall. It was. If his name was Obama, this would not be a sting. But Joe Biden's my puppet, and he has half a brain. Well, half of it's working, anyway. FBI will read at midnight if your name's Roger Stone. Hell yeah, that's true. Double standard. But if your name is Biden, they will leave you alone. If you want Michelle Obama Ah. in the White House again, clear the way. Drop a dime on Joe Biden. There you go. That is a new from from Jim Gossett. Uh, And if you want to check out his website, just go to uh, NewsmakerLine.com. NewsmakerLine.com is the the name. So um, women are being uh, erased 
in our country, and it is, uh, to me, very remarkable because, uh, you know, we heard that Leah Thomas competing against women uh, was a failure as a, a male singer at the University of Pennsylvania uh, until his uh, uh, senior year when he decided to become a woman and uh, then became like the uh, bell of the ball, I actually. not No longer a bow of the ball, uh, definitely a bell of the ball. Uh, still has the man tackle, though. That's the only thing. Still had the man tackle. And then uh, just immediately began pummeling women who spent their entire lives uh, competing, wrecking their lives, wrecking their lives, uh, denying them uh, championship status or a qualification for the Olympics. It can go on and on about all the things that were done in the name of uh, this uh, idiotic, uh, woke, transgender nonsense that is going on in the country. And uh, this is the latest edition of that. Rebecca Phillips is my daughter's age. Yeah. She addressed a regular meeting of the Santee City Council. It's a San Diego suburb over policies at the YMCA. She used to go to the YMCA. And uh, she went into the shower room and uh, she came across a naked man in the women's changing room. Now, I, I don't know if you've uh, ever uh, attempted to. Uh... Well, let me just put it this way if you were a woman and you're in a locker room and all of a sudden a man naked walks in front of you with his uh, you know his uh, twigs and berries hanging out you would freak out because generally when you say a naked man in front of you uh, either he's drugged out of his mind or he's going to sexually assault you yeah and so uh, she complained to YMCA officials but she was told uh, she was never in danger and had no cause for alarm other than the fact that it's a man and his uh, penis is hanging out in the locker room a safe place for women May of 2022, San Diego County voted to allow anyone who identifies themselves as a woman to use female prisons. If you were arrested as a man right now, do you think you'd maybe say, oh, yeah, I'm a woman, uh, to get transferred to the women's uh, prison? Do you suppose that'd be an easier ride in the women's prison, do you suppose? Yeah, yeah. Here's a little bit from this uh, this teenager talking in front of the uh, city council about um, how uh, she was. This is an assault. Okay, let's just face it. Even she didn't get touched. It's an assault on a woman by a man because, you know, women get raped. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, women generally about 99% of the time, well, maybe a little less than that, are, are, uh, are the recipients of rape. And here she is talking about uh, how she went to the YMC to take a shower. There's a man in the locker room. And she went to uh, complain because, you know, it's it's technically an assault on her. And uh, she was blown off. Good evening, council members and residents of Santee behind me. <laughs> My name is Rebecca Phillips, and I'm 17 years old. I am not a resident of Santee, but I am employed at a local restaurant, the Omelet Factory. And I work out regularly at the Santee YMCA. Just two weeks ago, after finishing my shift at my job, I went to the gym to swim laps. As I was showering after my workout, I saw a naked male in the women's locker room. I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. As I did so, I could only think of my five-year-old sister, who I bring to this gym during the summer to, sorry, to enjoy their water slides. This is the YMCA, where hundreds of children spend their summer afternoons in childcare camps. This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons. The locker room. This is what the woke in this country are uh, 
are subjecting women to. It's unacceptable. Um, was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As wow. long as you are not a red flag on Megan's Law, wow. the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. Now, if that were my daughter, I'd find that individual, and we'd have a little what fur. We'd have a little talk. Yeah, and, and I don't care if I even went to jail for it. Maybe even might get a punch in the nose. I don't know. Maybe not a punch in the nose, because I'm not a violent person. But I definitely would give that person a little what fur. It would not be pretty. And I'd be raising all sorts of holy hell at this gym. I would have my car parked out there every day. I'd be parking in front of it. I would embarrass and humiliate it, and I'd sue their asses off. New York Democrats are pushing for transsexuals with intact male genitalia to be real, uh, jailed with, with real women. Did you know that? This is another attack on women. Yeah. Assembly Bill A-709, updated version of the Gender Identity, Respect, Dignity, and Safety Act. Sponsored. It's not anything to do with women and, and their dignity and safety. No, 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 no. no. Sponsored by Assemblywoman Nile Rosick last session. It appears to have fizzled out a committee, c- committee so hopefully ain't going to go anywhere. So uh, a biological male with his genitals intact must be provided, well, for one of the things, with a tampon in the event that he has requested one and also stated he identifies as a woman. Should the bill pass, correctional officers would be required to address transsexual, gender nonconforming, non-binary, or intersex convicts in a manner that most closely aligns with such person's gender identity, including the name and pronouns uh, specified by that person. Yeah. So somebody incarcerated in a man prison could say they want to go to the woman prison to uh, not only be safer, but also eh, you know, just pretty much sexually assault whoever they want. If a male convict identifies as a woman, he would have the right to be searched by a female correctional officer or staff member. Prisoners are also given so-called uh, affirming gen- uh, medical care to maintain their sex characteristics, but not and included to hormone treatment and post-op drugs. Yeah. Now, uh, to evidence their mental severance of biological sex from gender, a convict would only have to say so. This is uh, uh, mental illness. And it is an assault on women in America. I don't care if you're a Democrat woman. I don't care if you're a Republican woman, conservative woman, or a liberal woman. This is an attack on women. And this S has to stop. This is kind of uh, interesting. And, and to even insult the injury. Nobody watches the, uh, what was it, the stupid uh, Miss Universe uh, uh, contest, you know, the beauty pageant, the Miss Universe. And uh, the new owner of the, uh, the Miss Universe pageant used to be a dude. Used to be a dude. And this person is really, really rich and bought the Miss Universe pageant and delivered a speech about women and how this, this whole pageant is about women. Here's a little bit of the speech from uh, this person. The Miss Universe organization from now on is going to be ran by women. It's ran by women. Owned and by women don't have semen. By trans women. For all women. So the, the, this is kind of funny. So the uh, Miss Universe pageant been hijacked by uh, a woman who used to be a dude and says that the pageant is really about women, which rhymes with semen. For all women really around the world, 
Cusale. Clearly, that person has not had a vas. Uh, no, I mean voiceectomy. <laughs> and then there's this: progressives have uh, shoehorned the letter X into words like Latinx, and uh, Latinos and Latinas really hate it because it's stupid. Yeah, and uh, Wimix and uh, and folks with an X to transform the words into a lexicon that allows for multiple gender identities and no gender identities. So they're, they, they, this is nonsense, right? I mean, you know it's stupid. I know it's stupid. And all we got to do is say, you know what, bleep you. We don't need to, you know, uh, allow 10% or 5% of the population to tell us that we have to think this way. Tell them to go to, you know, where. So the latest attempt to promote non-gender language is the word. Are you ready for this for your daughters? You have a daughter? Uh, girl X, girl X. Yeah, an adaption of the word girls uh, to, to an effort to make girl X a thing tried by the Department of Human uh, Service Programs in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And these people need to be humiliated out of office. They need to be made fun of and derided every single day by everybody. The city of Cambridge recently announced it was holding a sports night for girl X, girl X, girl X. The free event for girls in kindergarten through fifth grade will be held on January the 16th. The flyer for the girls even uh, event heavily utilized the world Girl X. Open all who identify as girls or with girlhood, including little boys with penises. Did you know that Girl X who plays uh, sports are more likely to have better grades, high levels in confidence? Unless they're beating the crap by a boy who says he's a girl, then that's the kind of negative. And develop the critical skills necessary for success in the workplace. The fun free event is for families with Girl X in Girl X. That's what it is. is your, your daughter is a Girl X. Girl X. So it means that a boy can have a penis and be a Girl X as well, just like your daughter. Uh, in kindergarten, new fifth. It is an opportunity for Girl X to explore new uh, sports, learn about existing teams, and enjoy prizes, pizza games, and hands-on demonstrations. Well, <laughs> keep your hands off my daughter or I will cut it off. So anyway, uh, the Cambridge Commission on the Status of Women also recognizes sports and advocates for all who <clears throat> self-identify as women or with womanhood, including transgender, gender-fluid, and non-binary persons. That's happening at the uh, Cambridge, uh, what the, the Cambridge uh, Department of Human Services programs in Cambridge, Massachusetts. You know, I think what I'm going to do to, I'm going to be able, if I decide that I'm going to talk about women on the show, and I don't want to offend anybody. And, and you know, a lot of times you, people say, you can't say anything because you're not a woman. Or you can't say anything because you're not a whatever. Uh, I'm just going to identify as it right before I talk about it. And that will give me wholesale approval to talk about anything. Anything. If I wanted to talk about a stereotype about women, you know, I could just say, well, I identify as a woman. And then I could just bring up a stereotype about women. And you can't complain because for that segment, I'm a woman. That's the kind of nonsense that we're dealing with here. And this has to be the year that we say no to nonsense, that we leave nonsense and we return to common sense. We all have it. We just have some nonsensical people in charge and uh, doing this uh, BS. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's The Rob Carson Show. So did you see the new uh, statue in Boston? 
to uh, celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott King. It's uh, they took a, there was an embrace in 1964 that they did, and uh, they just uh, got rid of their heads and just put the arms there. And it's a 20 foot high piece called the Embrace, depicting the famous hug between the two civil rights leaders after uh, MLK had learned that he won the Nobel Peace Prize. And they put it together, and uh, they paid 10 million dollars for it, and they unveiled it yesterday. And you know, and it's, it, I would assume it's kind of hard to be an artist. You know, Hank Willis Thomas is the guy who uh, who did the thing. And uh, he said that, uh, you know, when we recognize that all storytelling is an abstraction, all representation is an abstraction, hopefully it allows us to be more uh, dynamic and complex forms of representation that don't stick to a narrative that oversimplifies a person or their legacy. Whatever the hell that means. It looks like a giant, uh, well, somewhere between a male phallus and uh, something, uh, well, um, I'll just say uh, feces. That's what it looks like. It looks like a... uh, Somewhere between, uh, you know, a piece of, you know, and, uh, you know, the male phallus. It's um, the cousin of uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, Coretta Scott King, is saying that it's a uh, $10 million waste of money. It's a woke waste of money. Seneca Scott is King's cousin and uh, failed candidate for mayor of Oakland, California. Uh, He said that uh, it's a $10 million uh, woke waste of money. And I think about all the things that $10 million could buy. And they got a they got a great ten million dollar bronze statue that looks like a phallus and a, a piece of crap, and uh, the homeless people will be able to rest right under there. It'll be really awesome. Just, I mean, wow, <laughs> just wow. Glenn Youngkin is slamming the uh, maniacal decision by seven schools. It's up to seven schools, by the way, in uh, in Virginia that have hid merit scholarships from top students, which has ruined many of their, well, uh, at least uh, hindered their ability to get scholarships. Seven schools, 25% of the high schools, Fairfax County, including Thomas Jefferson High School, the top performing public school in the United States, hid merit scholarships from the best students of those schools because they didn't want to hurt the feelings of the underperforming children. This is a a civil rights violation, among other things. This should result in people never being able to uh, be administrators in public schools ever again. Ever again. Here is Glenn Youngkin, the new governor of the state of Virginia, who ostensibly was elected governor because of this sort of crap. Governor Glenn Youngkin said what started off as allegations at one of the most prominent schools in Virginia has revealed a systemic problem. They have a maniacal focus on equal outcomes for all students at all cost. In a 7 News interview, Youngkin blasted Fairfax County superintendent for spending hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars on equity consultants. The reality is that we have a superintendent in Fairfax schools who has explicitly stated that her top objective is equal outcomes for all students, regardless of the price. Here is a new uh, AG of the state of Virginia, Jason Miaras, talking about it. Here at Thomas Jefferson High School and Langley and Westfield High Schools, the Fairfax County Superintendent has met face-to-face. That's not him, it's a reporter. ...with parents listening to their concerns. In each case, it's my understanding that the principal signs certificates and pass those to staff who distribute them. Dr. Reed said as FCPS continues its own review, she is committed to being transparent about the key findings. Only 3% of high school seniors get recognized. It is a huge issue. As the Attorney General's investigations continue this week, Jason Miaras tells 7 News what is transparent about FCPS's failures are the... Transparent, it means clear. It's not a transparent, like somebody who used to be a dad's now a mom. Impacts on students and their families. 
We know there's some schools that actually give a full four-year scholarship if you're one of those that get recognized as national merit award commendation. How you pay for college can be as stressful as getting into college. Now, the thing about this is there are a lot of kids, and I was one of those kids. I busted my butt in school. I worked my senior year in high school. I'd get off at school at 1.30 and I'd go to work 2 to 10. I would get to school in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning to do my practice, whether it be chorus or whether that be uh, speech or whatever. And I busted my butt. It, it was a, an honor for me. I got a National Honor Society my senior year in high school. It was a really big deal. I remember my senior your valedictorian, Joan Kilpatrick. You know why? Because she was the valedictorian. Everybody looked up to Joan Kilpatrick because she busted her butt and she had the best GPA in the school. She was the most accomplished academic kid in the school. And these jackweeds, for the sake of equality and equity, which is uh, buzzword communism, have ruined kids' lives and they need to pay for it. This is nonsense. This helps nobody. This Raises doesn't raise the ship of other kids. It lowers the ships of the best of the best and destroys their lives, and people must be held accountable. All right, so uh, coming up, we've got a uh, you know, special guest going to be joining us, and I think you're going to enjoy the conversation with Dave Rubin. Don't go anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Special guest, Dave Rubin, the host of the uh, Rubin Report. He's got a new book out. It's called uh, Don't Burn This Country. Dave Rubin joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. I hope that this uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day finds you well. How you doing, sir? Rob, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, it's funny. I uh, guess technically I should have given my guys off today, but uh, we're working in honor of Martin Luther King I know. Jr. How about that? I think he probably would have uh, preferred that, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, kinda. we are fighting for equality in America, and I think he liked equality as opposed to equity, and, uh, you know, we're doing our part over here. Absolutely. All right, so uh, the classified documents in Joe Biden's garage and uh, two other locations. Um, it, it seems to me, I saw actually a media that was kind of interested in the story. Uh, they still haven't changed their tune on Capitol Hill. People like uh, 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 Jamila Prayapal and others are still defending Joe, but it looks like he's getting a little pushback from CNN. Do you think this could turn out being a big deal? What do you suppose is behind these documents popping up all of a sudden? Well, it does seem like the worm is turning here. I mean, people who normally would be given Biden a pass on everything, and as you're saying, there are some of them, you know, Jayapal and, you know, Joy Behar on The View and a couple <laughs> yes, other people for yes. sure are fully saying, you know, this is just nothing and it's to, a, you know, distract from the Trump docs and all that. But that being said, I mean, there are a lot of mainstream corporate press people calling attention to this thing. I mean, CNN has addressed it. Jake Tapper addressed it on his show. And I think perhaps what's going on here is the machine, whatever you want to call it, the swamp, the, the Democratic establishment, whatever it is, it really has come to the conclusion that it doesn't need Biden anymore. I mean, yeah. you know, Biden yeah. got the presidency. He got them through the midterms. And they know that, you know, he's breaking down, whether it's the cognitive stuff or just generally that he doesn't have a good handle on the issues and what's going on with the economy and this sort of never ending war not in Ukraine and everything else that the system may be just saying, all right, now it's time to push him aside and yeah. let's get young blood. So there's something exciting happening in 24. That's the way it sort of feels to me, because at this point, you know, with several locations now having been discovered, obviously the house, the garage and the, the U Penn Center. 
it doesn't matter if it's a small amount or a big amount of docs. He keeps saying it's a small amount of docs. The, the simple truth is you can't release, you can't have classified docs in your garage. <laughs> yeah. so he's in tr Someone's in trouble. Either he's going down or right now there is a meeting at the White House where they're trying to figure out who to blame, whether that's the moving guy or the janitor, or Hunter Biden, or somebody yeah. else. And, you know, I think the most uh, shocking thing about the entire expose and the most unbelievable thing that is being alleged by many in the mainstream media is that Joe Biden actually had a library in his residence. I think that was the biggest shocker for me, <laughs> uh, honestly. I, I was thinking maybe that box in the garage was probably a bunch of old uh, uh, issues of Jugs magazine from the 80s, uh, and, <laughs> and the classified documents were stuck in there. Well, I, you got to love that his whole thing is, well, this was in my garage with my Corvette. The yes. implication being that the Corvette is the most important thing and the documents were obviously safe because of the garage. I mean, there are pictures of him pulling the Corvette out of the garage that you may have seen. Yes. The garage looks pretty messy. And the fact that it, apparently Hunter Biden was renting this house for about 50 grand, yes. I mean, 50 grand to rent a house. Yeah. You could live in the sickest house imaginable at the highest possible hill in Bel Air, but for some reason Hunter was paying fifty grand to his dad in Wilmington, Delaware. So which is which is up. it's kind of weird because it's about the same amount of money he was being paid by Barisma. It's just it's kind of it's kind of strange. It's just crazy. I was doing a little uh, figuring this morning, and if you paid f you know fifty grand a month, that's the equivalent of a, like a fifteen eighteen million dollar house. So you yeah. you had a mortgage. <laughs> It's yeah, just... that's what I'm saying. I mean, he could have had his pick of the most gorgeous, stunning houses with the yeah. most beautiful views on the water. I know they're always freaking out about climate change yes, yes, uh, yes. in the world. And uh, instead, he said, I'm going to just be in this. You know, it's a perfectly fine house for, for most of America, obviously. Yeah. But like in Wilmington, Virginia. And yes, you are right. You know, he got paid about 83000 a month oh, okay. from Burisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was fifty grand, So he got to keep a little something for himself. <laughs> but obviously, a whole bunch went to the big guy. Yeah, and it's kind of strange uh, uh that year, uh, for a couple of years, every time Joe Biden had a garage sale, all the signs on the street were in Chinese. Uh, why is that? <laughs> very bizarre. I, very I, bizarre. It's, it's like I'm looking at Craigslist. There's a garage sale in Chinese. I'm like, what is this all about? It's kind of it's kind of nuts. Um, let's talk also a little bit about uh, uh, the uh, the news of uh, Hunter Biden's baby mama. I know this sounds very uh, tabloidy, but um, I, I thought the story. It's you've got young kids. I've got kids. Um, I. I know what it's like to have a father leave me at age seven and how devastating it is for a child. Uh, that the fact that the, the mother is asking to use the Hunter by the Biden last name uh, and that the Bidens are um, are fighting this to me is just insult to injury to a little girl. What are your thoughts on uh, on this? Yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me because sort of nothing around Hunter specifically would surprise me. And ultimately, the way. Joe, who I suppose is still the head of the family to some extent, yeah. uh, operates. Uh, it's it's extremely. It, it's actually, frankly, disturbing in a certain way as a as a new parent for me. I, you know, as I told you right before we started, I've, yeah. I've got a five month old yeah. and a three month old here. We're yeah. we're very new in this operation. Uh, but that child, whether Hunter Biden regrets her or not, that is Hunter Biden's daughter. He she has every right to his name, and that's. Uh, it's just consistent with what these people do. You know, they, they claim that, you know, Trump and his family were just the worst and everything else. Well, you know, Trump's got three kids. No, he's got four kids yeah. who all seem to love him, uh, <laughs> who, you know, have their own kids yes. and a functional family and yes. are not crack addicts. And, uh, you know, maybe these guys should just look in the mirror.
Dave, I've already expressed my views with regard to the uh, Biden documents first, the uh, Trump documents. Clearly, these are very different. Clearly, the Democrats are grasping at straws to say that Trump was much worse. Uh, what are your thoughts on comparing the two, uh, the two people with classified documents in their possession? It's fairly well, obvious to me. Maybe you have a little different take than I do. Well, look, the, the, at a technical level, at a purely legal level, the, the president of the United States, which Donald Trump was, is allowed to declassify docs. The vice president is not allowed to declassify yeah. docs. And obviously Biden at the time was the vice president. So there is a technical legal reason that the, uh, the fear should be on the Biden camp right now more than the Trump camp. That, that's just one piece of it. You know, the media, of course, will try to manipulate and lie and confuse us on all of these things. Uh, but I think the bigger issue here is that, you know, it doesn't seem to me that Biden's really in charge of, of anything related to the administration. You know, he poorly reads off teleprompters and note cards and everything else. And if my suspicion that I told you before is correct, that they're just kind of done with him now and they're trying to figure out how yeah. to get him out of the way, the question is, is this the thing that takes him out or do you basically suddenly, you know, in a few weeks, they'll say, oh, actually, there is something to the cognitive stuff. So he's going to step down and then they'll they'll just sort of make this thing go away. I, I think there's a couple versions of how this thing can play out. But I think Trump is not going to be in any trouble over any of this, yeah. believe it or not. And and Biden does seem to be running on borrowed time right now. I um, uh, wanted to know what you think about Kevin McCarthy's uh, tenure so far and what happened uh, in the uh, week before last when uh, we were able to see the sausage being made. What were your thoughts on that? I uh, I'd like to hear. Yeah, well, I think the fight was good. You know, having a couple days of, of a fight over anything when it when there's actual yeah. policy being debated and which way is the Republican Party going to go in this take uh, in this case and are we going to you know investigate uh, the Hunter Biden laptop and are we going to try to be a little more transparent with things and are we going to get rid of these eighty seven IR eighty seven thousand new IRS agents et cetera et cetera that's all good. So a couple days worth of a fight. Which, by the way, if the Democrats had been having that fight, the media would have told you it's the strength of the party and the diversity there, and it's so wonderful. But of course, when it's Republicans, it's you know it's dysfunction and it's and it's evil and catering to the crazies and all that stuff. But I think that was good, and I have to say uh, that I've interviewed McCarthy a couple times. I've yeah. done a couple speaking events with him. I think he's a decent guy. I, I understand what some of the frustrations are with him related to just the general state of D.C. Yeah. and the swamp and all that. But I would say that in his week or so as the speaker, I mean, they, they're getting rid of the 87,000 IRS agents. They're cutting the funding. They're looking into some of the, the China dealings. Um, I think that they're feeling that they have a little bit of momentum right now. And yeah. I think if they show their teeth a bit, which they're doing, I think people are going to respond really well to that. Let's talk about your book, Don't Burn This Country. Uh, uh, we've had uh, what I like to say is some of the things that we've suffered in the last few years, the abuses and usurpations uh, with regard to a variety of things, whether that be uh, COVID mandates, mask mandates, uh, uh, the CDC, the HHS, the DHS, the FBI being weaponized against the American people. Um, I would say that these abuses and usurpations make the founders um, uh, grievances against the crown look uh, pale by comparison uh are these some of the things that you cover in the book yeah i you know i wrote the book in the middle of covid my my first book don't burn this book came out yeah. in may of 2020 so i was supposed to be on a book tour for that that was obviously the book was written before covid then came out during covid uh but that did help frame a lot of what the second book was about because in the first book i was laying out my principles about individual liberty and limited government uh, and things of that nature and then 
holy cow, it all yeah. just burst forth really to everybody's doorstep and quite literally locked everybody in the basement and, you know, kept you away from grandma's funeral and everything else. So the book, the timing of the book felt really great to me because the ideas in there about why you have to be wary yeah. of authoritarian governments, why the American system is so brilliant that we have yes. federalism so that you can do what I did, escape California and move to the free state of Florida. <laughs> yes. And you have options within America, which, you know, most countries, most Western democracies, if you're in Spain and you don't like what's going on. Uh, in one area, you know, you can move to another city, but you're not really living in a completely different place. In America, yeah. you can do that. Canada, you cannot. Uh, any any Western country, you really, you're, you know, there are regions that are a little bit different. But here, living in Florida for the past year, compared to living in California for the eight years before that, it is complete night and day. And in many ways, I feel like I live in a different country. Yeah. Now you and have that's been, good, by the way. You, that's you, obviously good. You've been banned, restricted, uh, et cetera, from social media, including Twitter. I saw a, uh, uh, a tweet this morning uh, after it sounded like you made a comeback. You were able to actually talk about the book on Twitter. How's that been for you, Dave? Because it's been brutal for conservatives. I, I like to say that there has been a conservative apartheid in this country for over 30 years. I've lived it, but it became state spank. Uh, state state sanctioned about 2017 ish so it, there is a conservative apartheid in america how has this affected you when did it really start to hit the fan for you as far as your freedom of expression yeah i think around that time too around 2017 yep. is when it really started you know it was right around the first trump thing is when it started getting weird but it was all kind of new and none of us could make sense of it because yeah. it was a little hard to gauge what was going on on twitter and all that I would say, you know, the COVID time and then when, when the woke stuff and the BLM stuff and all the gender stuff, when that really amped up in the last two, let's say two and a half years, uh, that's when it really became very, very obvious. I, yeah. was, I was banned on Twitter in July of 21, so yeah. about a year and a half ago, <laughs> for saying that vaccines were not working as promised and that <laughs> mandates were coming. Wow. Uh, that was early on when it just became obvious that vaccines were not working as promised. This was only a month after Joe Biden said, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. And it was fairly obvious to me that mandates were coming. And then Joe Biden did announce mandates in, in September, so about a month and a half later. So I was way ahead on both of those yeah. things. And clearly, uh, either someone at Twitter and or some government actor, and now because of the Twitter files, we know that there was collusion between the government and Twitter to suppress uh, you know, private citizens' free speech. They went after me. The question to me really is, you know, what it, are there repercussions to the government? So, yeah. you know, we know that the government was flagging posts for Facebook. Jen Psaki admitted it herself. We now know because of the Twitter files that they were contacting. There's a long email chain where they were contacting Adam Schiff trying to get posts taken down. It's like this is a violation of the First Amendment. The real question is, what is the recourse for the average citizen, I don't really know what the answer to that is. Well, I'm hoping, Dave, and I mentioned to you off air that this is the year that maybe we start to turn away from uh, nonsense and back to common sense. Uh, I, I'm hoping there will be a new beginning. I think that all of this is stemmed from a very small percentage of the population telling the rest of us how to think. Uh, and, uh, you know, everything from the transgender nonsense to uh, uh, CRT in schools, BLM, all of that. And I, and I think I'm hoping that 2023 will uh will be a turning point for America because, you know, I've been through this. You've been through it. We never thought we'd live in a country like this. And I think we're kind of done with it. Yeah, well, I think enough people are waking up to the types of things that we've been talking about for quite some time. I think people have had it with the gender stuff. I think they've had it with the neo-racism. I think people would just love to go back to 
you know, if we could reverse all of this and go back to 1995. So I'm, I was born in 76. Gotcha. Uh, I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s. And yeah. if we could just go back to, say, 95, that's just the year I'm picking off the top of my head. And it's like nobody thought racism was cool. Nobody, nobody no. thought being bigoted was cool. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thought that hating gay people was cool. No. Uh, you were allowed to have your own private beliefs. Everyone sort of accepted that. That's the America we just have to get back to. Yeah. And instead, we've become this this really twisted monster right now. But I think a lot of people are, are deciding to get away from that monster. Yeah. And that's good. You know, but but it's going to take a long, long time to do because these guys are not going to stop. That's what I always tell my audience. Yeah. It's like we can wake up. We can build new things. We can try to disassociate. We can move to new states. We can get our kids out of the schools. But they will not stop. And how we deal with that, I think, is the outstanding question. Dave, I really appreciate your time today. I, I uh, really love your uh, your uh, videos. I, I see a lot of your stuff. I read your posts. I follow you on Twitter. I literally follow you. I don't know if you knew this. I'm the guy who drives the Jeep. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you're the guy in the white van? I'm, I'm the guy. trying to figure it, out who that it's is. It's me. It's not the feds. It's me. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave, the book is called Don't Burn This Country. You can find Dave on Twitter at Ruben Report. Gather at Twitter uh, at Ruben Report and uh, True Social to Dave Ruben. Have a glorious week, sir, and I hope to have you on again soon. Rob, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, man. All right. It's the Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. I have a feeling that... Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to turn Arkansas into another Florida, into another Tennessee, into another Texas. Uh, she is um, uh, she was raised right. Uh, her dad is awesome. She is a true conservative. She is uh, getting rid of CRT in schools, a lot of this politically correct nonsense. The only thing that she uh, has yet to do is get rid of the state income tax. And you're going to have all sorts of people flocking to Arkansas. And, and I'm very familiar with Arkansas. My wife lived there for a while. We drove through there this summer. Uh, it's a beautiful state. It is a beautiful, beautiful state. Here is Sarah Huckabee Sanders talking about getting rid of CRT in schools. It's incredibly important that we do things to protect the students in our state. We have to make sure that we are not indoctrinating our kids and that these policies and these ideas never see the light of day. We should never teach our kids to hate America or that America is a racist and evil country. In fact, it should be the exact opposite. We know for a fact that the Federal Department of Education issued CRT guidance and policies to every school district in the country. Our job is to protect the students, and we're going to take steps every single day to make sure we do exactly that. And that's now, the reason I signed the executive order. I'm proud of the fact that we're taking those steps, and we're going to continue to do it every I love it. I love it. And Dave Rubin, uh, he made uh, a comment about it. He said back in the 90s, uh, back in the 80s, back in the 70s, I remember I was a little boy in the 1970s. It was born about 10 years before Dave. And I remember, uh, you know, I watched Sesame Street. Sesame Street was colorblind. I didn't think twice about uh, race. Uh, I did. You're a racist. No, no, I'm not. Uh-oh. No, never have been. Never have been. Uh, you know, I lived in a farm community. Uh, and uh, it just so happens that a lot of white people live there because, you know, I don't know. It's just the way it kind of ended up. It wasn't gentrified or anything. You could move there. Um, but uh, but it was all, it, all of this, this uh, racist nonsense is crap. Racism is not be worse than it's ever been. There is not a rise of white supremacy in the country. All of that is meant to distract and create division amongst us. <clears throat> um, yesterday, I went to a cigar shop that I uh, want to go. If you're ever in Kansas City, there are a couple places. Fireside Cigars, a little place that I go near my house. And there's a place called... Um, uh, 
Outlaw Cigar. <clears throat> and Outlaw Cigar is this old uh, restaurant that they turned into this massive cigar place. You can go in and bring your own, you know, drinky drinky. I don't drink, but uh, uh, you can go and sit in the leather chairs and there's a back room. You can go back there and they lay, lay, you play poker. It's crazy. And I go in there and, and yesterday... It was. It's a melting pot. There are black people, you know, about 50-50, black-white, didn't matter, didn't matter. Uh, about 25% women in there smoking cigars. And everybody was there, and nobody looks at color, and nobody even thinks twice about it. In fact, you can sit down in that cigar shop and meet your best friend. You can. Uh, and, and so, like I said, this has to be the year where we bring uh, back common sense and screw nonsense. Nonsense is over. And I'm feeling good about it. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Guys, thanks for joining me today. If you have the day off, enjoy it. Uh, if you're working, thanks for uh, hanging out. Uh, have a glorious one. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you and your families. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See ya. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.